I want to take a minute before we get into this episode to talk about the Marigold Project. The Marigold Project is a foundation created by Nathaniel Rateliff that focuses on economic and social justice. The organization is led by touring musicians with humble backgrounds looking to create change. At the Marigold Project, they believe that all people deserve to be treated with respect. They're funding strategies that solve problems caused by income inequality. They boost civic engagement, spark creativity, offer equitable access to growing and eating good food, and encourage gender and racial justice. If you'd like to get involved, head to themarigoldproject.org. That's the-marigold-project.org. On their website, you'll be able to donate to the foundation, or you can buy Marigold Project merchandise. All proceeds from the merchandise will help the Marigold Project to address issues of economic and social justice. Hello and welcome back to Food on Tour. My name is Mike Robinson and this is episode 9. Today we're going to be talking with Mark Schusterman of Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. He's a keyboard player. He used to be a chef, still sort of is a chef because he's making amazing food at home. Um, he sent me photos of it and it looks awesome. Mark decided on Nashville for our conversation. We have a lot of favorites in common in Nashville and it was cool to hear all this coming from the perspective of a former chef. Thanks again, as always, for listening and enjoy the conversation with Mark. I started out cooking um, as kind of my first real job or real thought of a career um, when I was like 19 um, as a dishwasher, got a job at a restaurant that I uh, liked in town with a good chef and uh, cooked there for a bit, bounced around to different restaurants. And the whole time I was in bands kind of playing in and around Denver with like super small tours. And so it would always be like, you know, there were times there's a venue in town, uh, called the high dive in Denver. That's like where we all cut our teeth and I play there all the time. And, and the restaurant I worked at was across the street. So there were times that I would like leave the restaurant to go play a show and then come back and like finish my shift off. That's pretty Um, cool. Yeah. And there was just a time in my life when I was like, either going to take, being a chef really seriously or, um, you know, keep going on the music thing. Yeah. Where is there a, was there like a very, a really specific turning point for you between those um, two things? Yeah, I guess it, it was, it was building and building, um, you know, sort of my, my thinking of like, I need to, I need to take this restaurant thing seriously and maybe become a sous chef or a head chef. And then, um, Nathaniel, asked me to start playing with him for the night sweats, although they weren't ready to do that. So I, um, started out the, f- the first thing he asked me to do was go on a tour with his kind of old folk material opening up for the Lumineers, for like five week tour. And that was the first time I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to keep this job. And it was a good job that I had at the time cooking. Um, but this is an opportunity and it, you know, paid barely anything, but I liked Nathaniel and I liked the people I was on tour with, um, Joe and Julie and Pat. And I was just like, yeah, let's try this out. And, and at that point I was still cooking and probably for the next year and a half or two, I was cooking. Um, and you were able to, you were able to sort of 
leave the restaurants and go on tour and, and come yeah. back and still have a job. Yeah, I ended up my last restaurant job was at the Kitchen Denver, which is kind of owned by famously owned by Elon Musk's brother. Right. Um, That's awesome. Um, and they were really nice. Let me kind of like take off for weeks at a time and come back. Um, and then there was just a point when Night Sweats really started going that it just didn't make sense anymore. We were gone for like months at a time. Yeah. I mean that, you know, I'm sure it didn't happen quickly, but it seemed like it all sort of happened at one time. Like obviously there was a lot of history with Nathaniel and his band, but once it started going, it seemed like he really just took off. Totally, man. But it was still like, uh, you know, the first time we played Fallon, I think I was still, I still had a job at home at a dispensary. Like right when they started opening, I was like, well, I'll get this job. That'll, it'll pay the bills for a bit. And then we were in the middle of a tour and found out about Fallon. And then it just sort of built up and I was like, Hey, I got to not work here anymore. So, and then, yeah, <laughs> that's it great. Pretty quick. Yeah. You chose Nashville to focus on. Yeah. Why did you pick Nashville? Is there, do you have any sort of special connection or are you just playing there a lot? Um, we're play, we play there a lot. We end up doing a bunch of, we'll have rehearsal days there just cause they have like, you know, the studio set up for it. And, uh, we've done Americana Fest a few times and shows there. And, and it's also just, it's a good food city. I mean, I wouldn't say it's my number one, but it definitely makes the top, you know, the top 10 in the U S you know, you got New York and San Francisco and New Orleans and Nashville kind of like falls falls in there maybe after those. Yeah, definitely. Um, where would you guys normally play in Nashville? Uh, we've played all over. Um, we've played the Mercy Lounge a few times. We've done uh, the Ryman a few times. Uh, we did the Grand Ole Opry, uh, the new the new Opry space opening for John Prine um, in two thousand for new year's Eve in 2018. Um, and I think that's about the places we played. We might've played a few other like smaller places on coming up, but it's all a blur at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's your favorite restaurant in Nashville? Favorite restaurant in Nashville, um, uh, probably be Arnold's. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I just went there for the first time, uh, in the fall and it was amazing. Yeah. It's just, it's such a classic, like Southern restaurant, you know, meat and three sides and it's incredibly consistent and the food's great. And I, I, you know, I love fine dining, you know, but I think my heart's in like just quality food that's made love and they definitely make their food with love. So totally. Yeah. Nashville, uh, definitely seems to run the gamut as, as far as, um, you know, places like Arnold's where it's like a, sort of a hole in the wall institution. Yeah. And then there's places like Rolf and daughters. Totally. Know, yeah. It was, which are um, super high end. Yeah. We did Rolf and daughters one time on tour. Uh, I think it was, yeah, I think it was actually for that new year's Eve. We came in a night early and we've done Husk a, a few times. Yeah. I just went there recently yeah. as well. Yeah. And that place is great. And on a whim, I like, you know, we were playing with John Prine and I was like, you know what? I'm a huge John Brock fan, like from his cookbook. And I just Instagram messaged him like, Hey man, we're playing at, at uh, the Opry if you want to come. And he texted back and I was like, Oh 
okay, sweet. And, and said he was a fan and, and like, you know, he didn't, wasn't able to come that time he was in, uh, Charleston, but, you know, asked him for recommendations at restaurants since we've been to Husk and he recommended Rolf and Daughters and a slamming meal. Yeah. Rolf and Daughters also cocktail wise, like, oh yeah. Kill it. I think it's, to, it's the best cocktail I've had in Nashville for sure. Totally. Um, I was there one time, the first time I went there, they had a chocolate Manhattan on the menu, which I was like really weary of. Yeah. And a friend of mine recommended it and he was like, you'll be really pleased with this. I got it. And it's just, it was incredible. They just use a ton of chocolate bitters. Oh, that sounds awesome. Back to Arnold's real quick. Yeah. You know, it's like sort of a revolving menu there, the way they do it. Do you have anything that is a favorite? Um, you know, anytime that there's the, that they have the fried chicken, which I don't know what day, day of the week they do. Um, but that's awesome. The mac and cheese is amazing. Their mac and cheese <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I always get some pie, usually the chest pie. Yeah. I was just going to ask. <laughs> Every time I eat there, it's like a 3000 calorie meal. I get like <laughs> the most decadent stuff and. And it's, that's walking distance from mercy lounge and high watt and, um, Totally. Cannery. That's the first time I went there. Um, bus was parked right there. Yep. And walked over there. And also uh, Peg Leg Porker is a like big favorite of the band. And and yeah, I love it too um, for some good barbecue. Yeah. What about on the other end of the spectrum, sort of the, the finer dining? I know you mentioned Husk and Rolf and Daughters. Is there anything else that you um, look forward to? Those have been my two, like we we've done Husk a few times and then, and then Rolf and daughters. And we, we usually end up staying downtown just for, for logistics sake. And I have had like a good meal down there, although I can't even remember like hotel bar, hotel restaurant that had a good, a great menu. Uh, but I'm not going to remember that one. But yeah, Husk and, Husk and uh, Rolf and Daughters have been the two. Have you been to the Charleston Husk location? Uh, no, we did not make it there. I went to McCready's, but oh, just cool. for like a drink. Um, texted Sean and he was like, yeah, you know, it was late, late night. We played a f- festival out there um, and, and went over for a drink after the fest. Is there a type of food that you always look forward to or sort of lean towards when you're in Nashville? Yeah. I mean, I always have to have hot chicken. Like I just can't live with that. Fried chicken is probably my like death meal. You know, (laughs) I could, I could eat just fried chicken. And although my favorite fried chicken is probably Gus's in Memphis, Mm -hmm. um, the fried, you know, the hot chicken in Nashville I've <clears throat> I've bounced around and tried most all of them. You know, I end up mostly eating Hattie B's because we're always close to a Hattie B's or they'll deliver. And it's a great, you know, great hot chicken. Prince's is probably my number one, but I it's always so hard for me to get out there. The last time, last time we went there, um, I went with a couple of the guys in the band and we did like a three different places. We did a uh, pepper fire, Hattie B's and Bolton's like in a, in a day. You're punishing yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Bolton's is really cool. Like there's, there's is definitely unique, a lot drier 
Right. I I'm not a huge hot chicken fan. It just because it hurts me more than it does anything. Totally. <laughs> Um, but my favorite that I've had in Nashville has been Bolton's, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They, this is cool. Cause they do it, they do it kind of dry. And so it doesn't hurt quite as right. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's way more mild and it's just, it's easy to go overboard with the like saucy hot chicken. Oh, totally. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are there any places in Denver that, that do hot chicken? Is there, is there like a notable place there? I would, I, I don't think I'd ever go get it although actually yeah there's a place called post um and they 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 seem like they would have been a chain that came from somewhere else because they they're really dialed in and they they brew their own beer too uh and then they specialize in just kind of regular fried chicken but their nashville hot's really good too do you have any other uh, fried chicken places around the country or overseas anywhere that really stand out to you? Yeah, Gus. So Gus's would definitely be my number one. I rarely end up eating f- fried chicken overseas. <laughs> it's, it's, man, they miss on they miss on a lot of the like the American standards. Totally. I mean, it's it's like a thing in London, but it's not yeah. the same. No, it's just not the same. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think I'd end up going with with Gus's and then otherwise I'm, you know, usually if I'm at a finer dining spot that has a good fried chicken, I end up getting something different because I save I save my fried chicken for the spots that just do fried chicken. Right. What about burgers in Nashville? That's something that I've been sort of uh, opening my eyes to more is there's a lot of good burgers in Nashville. No kidding. I didn't. I mean, that's something I'm learning recently, but I don't know if you've had any experiences. I'm, you know, I'm not like a huge burger guy. I'll, I'll eat a burger, but my uh, my go to sandwich is the fried chicken sandwich, fried chicken or, sandwich. Or, pulled, or pulled pork sandwich, which is definitely peg leg porker all the way. With your background as a as a chef, do you feel like that affects what you're looking for in food or the way you're finding food? Uh, totally. I've, uh, I've had to like rearrange how I, how I go about finding good food uh, with tour. I think I just, you know, I've become less into like finding the perfect place and more into finding like, what am I around? What's near me? What's usually I like finding what's walking distance and I like walking a lot. So I'll go and take like a, you know, two or three mile walk to go if it's something that looks really great. You don't really have a lot of time to do the kind of like higher end restaurants on tour because you're sound check into show. So I, you know, Chinatowns have become a big oh, okay. for me. Like, I mean, I love Chinese food. I love Thai food. I love Vietnamese food. Um, so I go out and I, I look for pho or dumplings or whatever's near me, uh, Chinatown wise. And, uh, you know, just looking for the places that are unique to the town, too. Right. Because that's another thing. There's great restaurants in every city now, but they they kind of, for the most part, follow a rubric of, like, kind of, you know, the, the fine dining thing or at least the, like, elevated cuisine. Yeah, like the trendy. There's, all, like, every city has the trendy, hip restaurants that serve pretty much the same shit. Exactly. 
and it doesn't really deviate from yeah. you know and, said, and said plan. Totally, and they do a great job. And if I was like just looking for a nice meal with my lady, I'd probably go there. But when I'm on tour, I want, I want like unique to the town. I like finding places that have been around for a while um, that have a history to them. Are there certain cuisines in certain cities, um, like you mentioned, that that really are at the forefront of your mind, like when you're on tour, like you're looking forward to getting to one city for Chinese food or one city for Thai food or something? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Um, there's like the, the Chinatown in Toronto. We just did Toronto kind of at the end of before tour was canceled and their Chinatown is so rad. And, and you kind of pop into any place and you're having really great food. Yeah. Um, I love Thai food in, uh, in like Amsterdam has really good Thai food. Yeah. And Indonesian food. Yeah. Toronto is a city that I slept on for a while for sure. And consistently surprises me. Yeah, man. There's so much good food there. Oh man. We just did, uh, I might have to like consult some notes just did Toronto and right near our hotel that we were staying at was this awesome, uh, seafood spot, Rodney's oyster house. So yeah, Rodney's oyster house was crazy. Good oysters. Great service. Like Canadian food culture is so cool and laid back and like unpretentious, you know, Montreal is one of my favorite food cities in the world. And I just love that. It's like, it's everything I wanted Paris to be when I ate in Paris, like, like the food's great in Paris. I don't think it's as good as it maybe was at one point, like, because they're kind of resting on the laurels now, but, but it's so pretentious and that they're, you know, they're so sure of themselves because they've been such a top food city for so long. And then you go to Montreal and they're making the same kind of food, but like, pushing it a bit more like being more creative and just no pretension, just like fun beer and wine. That's like quirky and natural. Yeah. I love that's something I really, I'm like obsessed with wine and I definitely seek out like natural wine bars and stuff on the road and and shops And Montreal is a, a great place for that. Yeah, man. That's my, that's been a newer thing for me on the wine. I've always been more of a beer drinker, but my wife's really into wine and has gotten me into it. And the natural wine thing, it's a game changer. It really is like, it. it's one of those things that it does sound very pretentious, but it's just like, it's night and day. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just the flavors are so much more like fun to drink and interesting. You're in LA, right? Yeah. Probably been to a spot called Muzza. M-H-C-H. Oh man. I was What's just going to ask because they they were they hadn't quite yet gotten their their liquor license, but they were going to be doing natural wine. Really cool. Um, I think it, it's Middle Eastern. I think it's Israeli kind of focused, but really cool, weird menu, tiny little restaurant. And they write everything out every day on like brown paper bags. That's cool. I love that. And then at the bottom of the menu is just like a fire the menu option that's like you know totally reasonable for if it's two people going out they can do it for two or four or whatever and they'll just bring everything out that's on the menu and 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 like just the right amount 
uh, it's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. What about when you play LA? Do you have any spots that you always go back to in LA? There's so much. There is so much. We end up being in a really like lame part of LA. Whenever we go come in, we, we end up at the Roosevelt hotel a lot okay. of the time. Yeah. Which is You're just in like, it. In it. Um, <laughs> but I definitely have some spots. Uh, I, I actually grew up in LA. I was born, oh, cool. born in LA in Woodland Hills. And so I li- lived there till I was 12. Yeah. I'm always interested to see what people, um, you know, who have a background have a culinary background, what they lean towards in LA, because I feel like it's whenever I talk to chefs, it's they're going to places I've never even heard of and, you know, or like drive past all the time and you don't even know there's a restaurant there or something. Totally. Last time we went, um, my wife was with, with me and I don't know, I'm, I'm the most adventurous eater in the band. So it's always hard to get, um, a crew together. So her and I went to uh, Koreatown and went to Sun Nong Dan, I think. I'm okay. looking at it, which is a really cool There's spot. So many amazing places in Koreatown. Yeah, dude. It kind of blew my mind. And then we also did uh, Twa Familia. Oh, yeah. Which was so rad and like easy, laid back. That place is amazing. Yeah. I feel it. Did it? It might have closed recently. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember. I could be totally off on that, but what's that, uh, yeah. What's that chef's name? I don't remember his name, but he's got a um, petit toit and um, yeah. and then he does the chicken, right? The fried chicken. Yes, which I've yeah. never done. So, what size rooms are you doing with the night sweats? We were, I mean, we were kind of taking off bigger and bigger. Um, so, kind of amphitheater size, depending on who we were on the bill with. So anywhere between like 3000 and 10,000. Does that affect, um, your routine as far as when you're able to get out of the venue even? Totally, man. There, there are some tours that are, we're just in amphitheaters kind of on the outskirts of town on a bus mm-hmm. and you're stranded. I, I, and yeah. And I fall back into just like survival mode and I'm, I like, wake up, I work out, I eat whatever the catering is. I like, you know, and then I save myself for the big cities or, you know, a town where I can actually go get something cool to eat. On those types of tours, are you just relying on days off? Like, are you able to make it happen on a day off? Yeah. 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 On days off, I'll definitely go out and figure something out. And even day, like even show days, like we're we're really into Pizza Friday on nice. tour, so like every Friday we're doing like pizza either you know post sound check or like post show. Um, and <clears throat> Luke, the guitar player, who's like my food nemesis. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he like he just came up eating like Kraft mac and cheese, and you know. McDonald's and like has a hard time getting out of that. He hates like pretty much all the foods that I love. So like (laughs) seafood is a no for him, you know, definitely no like tartare. There's no like 
funky cheeses or you know any of like the the cool stuff i'm into but i love the guy he's also like my roommate most of the time on tour and and the thing that the thing about his taste in food that i actually kind of love is how particular he is so like when he's talking about like a pizza that he loves or a burger that he loves like you know that it's going to be really good. And, and I know what it's going to be like pretty much exactly like his burgers. He loves thin patties on his burgers. I love that. That's my favorite kind of burger. Yeah. And, and same, like he kind of like opened me up to that where I was never really a burger guy. And he was like, no, you got to try, you know, these burger spots. And, and they're always like great. Which ones has he taken you to? Um, well, there's one that we found kind of together in Dublin called Wow Burger that is awesome. Um, it's right on the river. Uh, they actually have more than one location now, but the first time we went there, it was really just like above a bar, you know, we just walked up the stairs of a bar and there was this weird little room. And they were slinging burgers and they were that perfect type of, you know, the cheese is barely starting to melt on it. And it, yeah, I it, love it, that. Yeah. I have a friend who he works in cheese and he's like, just, he knows so much about cheese and I love cheese, but my favorite cheese for a burger is a, a craft single. Like you have to do it. it. It does like nothing else does what a craft single does when you make a cheeseburger. Totally. And I, you know, I'm sure there's other shitty processed cheese you can get would do the same thing, but there's like, in my experience, there's been nothing in like the craft cheese world no. that does what a craft single does. No way. <laughs> Whenever someone's like cheddar, you know, melted cheddar, it's like mm-hmm. gross. That's totally yeah. gross. And I don't want like, <laughs> you know, I don't want like a, a burger that's as thick as, I can open my mouth wide, you know? Yeah, totally. That's that's the, like the thing about the UK. That's just like, I I will never eat a burger in the UK and maybe they're getting better. Well, except for, except for wow burger totally blew our mind. But every other burger I see in the UK is just like a meatball on. Yeah. I don't understand that. (laughs) And then it's, and then it's always done well done, which then it's like, why did you even make it this? Like if I'm going to have a thicker burger, I want it like medium rare and I want to, you know, it's kind of like I'm having tartare on a, on a bun. Right. But if it's thick and well done, that's <laughs> it's like a rubber meatball yeah. between a bun. Seriously. When you guys have been on the road for a while and you get back to Denver, what are your go-to spots when you get home? Go-to spots. Uh, there's a spot called hop alley that is sort of elevated Chinese food, um, there's a guy in town whose uncle owns Peter's Chinese, which is like my number one favorite, like Chinese takeout spot in Denver. <clears throat> I will usually, I will like often hit that place on the way from the airport actually. But then hop alley, which is sort of his, yeah. So Peter's nephew opened a, a few ramen spots called uncle that are really great. And then he opened this restaurant hop alley um, which my wife worked at for a while. <clears throat> She's, she waits tables. That's how we met was in restaurants. Oh, cool. Um, and oh man, they make like this, like fried chicken dish there. That's like half fried chicken, half chilies, like Whoa. <laughs> that I love. And 
Yeah, the food there is great, and it's near kind of a bunch of venues. It's near the Larimer Lounge. It's in the Rhino area, so it's near Larimer Lounge. It's near a newer venue. Um, God, that I'm totally spacing the name on. I haven't thought about like music in a while. <laughs> Dude, live music is just like I like people have recently been posting like oh remember when we played this show and I'm like oh it looks so weird to just see that many people yeah and it seems so far away like I literally just you know we both got off tour around the same time and you you said that you got off like around March 12th right yeah March 11th and that's that's pretty much when I got home as well and it seems like so long ago ago. like a different time this is gonna be weird that I'm forgetting this name (laughs) Oh, the Mission ball, Mission Ballroom. What's it called? Oh, the Mission Ballroom. It's actually a really sweet newer venue in Denver. Um, very dialed-in venue. Everything about it is just like very comfy. Like bars everywhere. There's like good, there's actually good food in there. Um, so another spot I always hit, I usually hit when I come home is uh, Rosenberg's Bagels, which I think are the best bagels in the country maybe wow like you're gonna get some shit for this (laughs) uh and i i don't know i love new york bagels i really do but what they're doing at rosenberg's is pretty bonkers they they invested in like a water filtration system that makes their water like new york water i heard about this place i didn't know the name but i i remember hearing about this yeah so and it worked. I dude, I think it I think they're making crazy good bagels. Holy I mean, shit. I'll say it's as good as any bagel I've ever had. I mean, are they gonna start making pizza too? <laughs> and they do make pizza. They oh, they just, do. Wow. They started. I mean, they didn't get too far into it, but they make pizza um near the seven fifteen club, which is a bar kind of in that same area. Um, cool. And they have a pretzel, like salted pretzels inside this mission ballroom place. Uh, so they're like really good pretzels with like mustard cream cheese oh, for dip. Wow. That, yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It's, it's bomb. I'm going to have to check that out next time. I, I feel like, um, I don't really have any go, go to places in Denver for whatever reason. I've never had anything that really, really stood out. And I think it's just me like being sort of lazy because I don't have like a leg up in Denver at any, in any way, you know? Well, and Denver, Denver has like improved food wise, like tenfold in the last couple of years, like so many new restaurants that are really great. And a lot of like chefs and restaurant workers from cities like San Francisco and New York, that can't afford it anymore. Moved to Denver and, there's some really, really cool restaurants happening. Um, one of my favorites is called the Wolf's Taylor for like kind of higher end stuff. This guy, Kelly Whitaker is a chef there and does, it's a zero waste restaurant. Oh, wow. And doing really cool pickles and really cool. It's, it's primarily, I'd say Italian, but it has like some like Chinese and Asian fusion in it, which is really cool. I went to um, a place last time we played Denver, right down the street from Bluebird. I think it was called Q House. Do you know that place? Yeah, I never went there because I had 
a buddy. I mean, this is how Denver is for me. I had a buddy who went there and didn't like it. And I was like, well, I'm just never going to go there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I went and I, I really liked it. I had, um, I had some fried rice dish. I forget what it was. And then like, a this like brisket salad with like poached pears. It was really interesting stuff, but it was, it was really good. And it was, you know, walking distance from the bluebird. It was either okay. that or like this, that what's that horrible pizza place in the biscuit. Oh yeah. F- restaurant. Uh, fat Sully's dude. That place good. is the worst pizza. <laughs> oh, there's worst pizza in Denver. We really, really don't have pizza figured out. It's crazy. Uh, well, there is a, we went there. Um, it's great. Sorry. Go, what was that? There's a, a place kind of right next door to the bluebird. That's great. Um, called to the wind. It's like a little I'll keep that in mind next time because I made the mistake of going to fat Sully's. Yeah. Um, and there was, we went like pretty late at night and there was straight up just a pile of slices on yeah. the counter, like cool. where you order. And we were joking. Like we thought it was waste. Like we thought they right. were throwing it out or something. And we were joking about like them putting that in the oven after we ordered. And sure enough, I ordered a piece of pizza. They just have a bunch of slices of cheese and they throw on whatever you order. Oh yeah. It's terrible. Garbage. <laughs> okay. Last question for you. Hey, Fuck, Mary kill Chinese food, Thai food, Vietnamese food. Oh, what? <laughs> uh, I would. God damn. I mean, I'm going to kill Thai food just cause it's like number three. But I love Thai food. No offense to Thai food. And then I would, uh, I'd fuck Chinese food and marry Vietnamese food. Wow. Cool. (laughs) I was expecting you to marry Chinese food with all the Chinatown talk. Yeah. Well, I end up going Vietnamese like when I'm in. We have, we don't have a Chinatown in Denver, but we have a little Saigon, like a Vietnamese. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. And I think it's got, some of the best Vietnamese food in, in the country. So wow. if, keep that in yeah, mind next time, definitely go. It, it's not near any venues, but it's kind of <laughs> near my house. So, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. And, um, next time you're in LA, we got to hang, get some wine, get some yeah. dumplings or something. Yeah, man. And same for Denver. Yeah, definitely. If you've got food recommendations, send those over to foodontourguys at gmail.com. be Nashville or literally anywhere else. If you want to find us, we're on Instagram at food.ontour. You can find a list of every restaurant mentioned in this episode at foodontourpod.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Food on Tour.